It's so easy to defend the status quo with everyone so cool and cynical. But when you see the ends don't justify the means, it's just that 180 degrees. The great thing about being human, the ability to reason. But reasoning don't work when no one cares. Two parts apathy, one part despair. Guess what? This might come as a surprise. I'll no longer roll my eyes. A change of heart to let the conscience breathe. One quick twist, that 180 degrees. Oh yeah, I know the right thing to do. Yeah, anti-tradition tried and true. Yeah, a world where wrong has right of way. Yeah, fuck that world. Fuck that hierarchy. Go ahead, work, waste your life away. Fuck that world. Go fuck that right away. That's Mike Burkett uh, of NoFX in their song, 180 degrees. All right, Sean. <laughs> so you and I are going to go to a punk rock show this weekend. I'm excited. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm really excited. That's awesome. Uh, have you ever been to anything like a punk rock show before? I don't know if I talked about it here, but yeah, uh, yeah, I have. It was like for a local band. It was like a local legend band, but Sweet. not like famous in yeah. San Diego. I don't even remember the band's name, so sorry. But it, um, my my buddy was a bouncer at at a club in San Diego. Did I talk about this? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> and he invited me to come to the show, but he was working, and then I was um, honorary bouncer for the day. For the night, it's awesome, and I kick somebody out. Whoa, yeah, we're gonna talk about mosh pit etiquette, which is you know a very interesting concept to me, but yeah. um, th they were not following that, right? And and okay. so I, I actually had to grab him by the collar and show him the door, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was fun being a bouncer because they kind of <laughs> like you like stand in a spot and you could like push people a little bit, and it's, yeah. it's like kind of socially acceptable, right. <laughs> and I wore a shirt, the black shirt. This is like staff, you know. Yes, those are powerful shirts. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was it was fun bouncing. What was the uh, what was your training before they let you out and have that shirt and push people? They said if they if they come over here, push them back in, <laughs> and if somebody starts to fight, grab them and kick them out. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And then I was like, well, what if they hit me? They're like, well, they're likely not going to hit you. But if they hit you, then push them harder. <laughs> I was like, got it. Yeah. yeah. There's probably more that goes into it. But that was like my on the fly. Job Perfect. Yeah. I mean, that seems sufficient. I mean, it gives you the, the, the basics, I guess. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. Yeah. But back to this song. Okay. Yeah. Do you have something to say about the song? Yeah, go for it. Yeah, you want to? No, you. Did you have? You look like you're about to ask a question. Well, no, no, no. So yeah, so we'll again we'll bounce around. Um, uh, bounce this, around. I feel like this is a good. I mean, I love I love no effects. Um, I love punk rock. Um, for me, these lyrics feel very punk rocky. Um, they've got a lot of it's like kind of you know vibes, themes, ideas, uh, attitude that you find in a punk rock song. So I I just was I thought. Okay, we're gonna see no effects. It's a cool, like, archetypical punk rock song. So I, I chose it and shared it with you because I am interested in like your impression of it. Like, 
what do you see in these lyrics? What do you feel in these lyrics? Um, and then what do we expect this weekend? We can get there. So I just had a birthday. I turned yeah. 37. Yeah. Curry was at my birthday dinner, actually. I was. It was great. It was fun. Um, anyway, so uh, I think now I look at these lyrics differently than mm. I would have when this song came out. Mm. And when I was much younger. Mm. It was 1997 that this song came out. So, you know, I think a lot of like the uh, the attraction to certain genres of music when you're younger is the rebellion that that mm. coincides and runs parallel to your adolescence and figuring out the world and kind of like, you know, getting that feeling that mainstream messages are bullshit, you know, mm. and that. I don't know if I want to be what I should be and I'm looking for outlets and expression, which we'll talk about a lot that runs contrary to that. It's kind of like, you know, in, in child development, you know, when kids are acting up or bad or, you know, these labels that we give them that are really inaccurate, what's really happening is the testing of boundaries. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's like, we want to see where the line is. Mm -hmm. like oh don't touch that well what happens when i do you know and then you know like okay you can only go that far down the street it's like well i want to go a step beyond that and then another step right like is this okay is this okay is this okay right um and then you get smacked down by authority at some point right (laughs) And that's like a lot of what I feel in these lyrics and in their music overall. I've been really consuming their their music and their messages and and doing my homework on NoFX because I was never a fan. I, I just I knew of them. Right. And then they have a couple hits that were like radio hits. But um, beyond that, I didn't really know what they were about. Right. And so in in doing this research and really kind of preparing myself so I can enjoy the show um, as an informed participant, um, I I see that running as a a consistent theme, the rebellion, the against the system, the man, uh, mainstream society, things like that. Totally. And I I totally agree with you. And this is what obviously like we all love about music. It's as we grow older or we sort of shift in, in our personalities like music that we loved and had and found meaning in like the meaning kind of shifts with us. Right. Um, That first set of verses we're talking about the status quo. It's easy to defend it when everyone's so cool. Like as a high schooler, I would have read those lyrics and thought like, you know, okay, I've, I've been kind of brought into this group and I'm wearing the t-shirts they're wearing and the shoes they're wearing. and, And now I have a set of values, but, 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 I'm not feeling like I'm not feeling them like something's wrong like like you know what I mean like mm-hmm. I, like this is worth questioning and then that that hook in this song is it's just 180 degrees so it's like giving us permission you can just turn around like you can you've been brought in sucked in by the mainstream but it's just a 180 degree twist like you can get out right um as a high schooler that would have been my interpretation as a 40 year old teacher I read those lines and I think about like our committee culture, right? Like the status quo of we go to these committees, we're so cool and cynical about them and da 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 da. And like, <laughs> but I, and now I have a set of values that I'm sharing with colleagues and all the things. And, but if I don't feel them, if they're not quite, 
fitting with me. Like, I feel like there's more heart to this. This song is saying it's just a 180 degree turn. Like, I just like, it's possible. Like I can resist that. I can disrupt that. I can. Right. So there's like, there is that rebellious attitude in these lyrics, but I feel a, a hopefulness too. It's rebelling against apathy, this particular song, which I think is cool. Right. And, and so it's interesting. I think about it this way, that where you are determines how it lands for you. Right. That's yes. obvious enough. And, yes. and so, you know, the, that that part of the song in particular uh, saying, guess what? This may come as a surprise. I'll no longer roll my eyes, a change of heart to let the conscious breathe. Yeah. Right. Uh, yeah. One quick twist, just 180 degrees. And there is that like letting go, right? Yeah. Um, and and feeling liberated by that, and and that you don't have to think about this in the same way. You don't have to be apathetic, you don't have to be cynical. You can actually just live differently. So yeah. that this isn't part of your conscience, right? Yeah. So yeah, I, I I do feel that. And for me, that's like kind of a really sophisticated and deep thing for, you know, where they were at at the time. So, I mean, it's no wonder that the music has kind of stood and 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 um, it, they're still popular and, and people still love them. It, it's because they were in their intellectual... Um, uh, there, there's, there's some parts of the intellectual side of their lyrics and their movement that, that are uh, applicable at different stages of life and different, different social locations. Does that make sense? Oh, totally. Yeah. So, uh, the sound of it. <laughs> this, <laughs> yeah. This is something for me, right? Because, you know, I'm like, I like, uh, like many people, like many people, yeah. I like a lot of different kinds of music, you know, yeah. and, um, but, but hip hop is probably that's, that's where I live. Right. And the message is like the same in the rebellion and, and going yeah. against something. Yeah. And the presentation's so different. Right. right. Whereas like this can get you really hyped up. But for me, I'm like, I got to pay attention. What are they saying? And then, you know, and I think the opposite is true. Like when I show you some hip hop, I think it's like you're I, I'm like in the whole experience. I'm like the beat and they're hitting every kick and snare. And like the way that they made those words do that in that way with the yes. timing. And I'm just like, wow, all of it. And you're like, what did they say? You know, <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> So that's that, that's another part of it that the messaging is not too different, yes. but the presentation style I think that's where you really get at preference, and then what kind of social group you were with at the time that makes you believe this is the sound that I that I enjoy. I totally I love that I absolutely love that, and I think it's it's really validating of like all our different preferences in music. Yeah. And at the same time, recognizing that these these sort of messages are really not so different, right? That, that there's sort of a, you know, and, and where it lands is like where the vessel or the delivery also matches like my heart. Because <laughs> <Yes. laughs> you're right. Punk rock, for me, it's that kick drum, man, that just fast punk, like fast paced. Um, there's an energy there that just... It, 
I might not even be moving. It doesn't always like make me want to get up and like, like be energized, but there's just something about that beat, something about that, that, that just like, it just lives inside of me and there's a connection there. Right. <laughs> so yeah, visceral. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. And what I hear you saying about hip hop too, it's like, there's something about that sound that just like connects at a soul level. Right. Yes. And, and, and you know, obviously no effects. They have a very distinct sound, especially the yeah. voice of the lead singer, you know, yeah. which yeah. is like a voice that like, I got to tell you, like, isn't, isn't my favorite. Right. You know? <laughs> Like the way that he pronounces some things, I'm kind of annoyed, I would say. <laughs> yeah. But I like what he's saying. And I appreciate that, like, other people appreciate it. Right. right? Yeah. And it, I think that's hip hop, obviously, is the same way. It's, <laughs> some people that I like, it's like, people don't like the way they sound. I get it. But there, there's something, the beat's one thing, and, and it's true of both. But then... um. I get that same feeling like some beats just hit me so hard. I remember like, I know uh, like we're all, I think we're all not supposed to like Kanye West these days. I think that's cool. <laughs> I don't know. Right. I hear that too. I hear that. Yeah. Too. I hear that too. Or you like really like him. And then people were kind of like suspect, like, do you have other <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. things in mind or whatever? I don't know, but he's, he's very polarizing figure. We'll say that, but um, you know, like the beats that he's created, I'm just like, I can't even describe to you like how I feel about some of them. I'm just like mm. in awe with with the catalog and the work that he did earlier in his career. Um, I don't agree with him on any social or political issue ever. But anyway, like, <laughs> or I'm just like fascinated to hear like the views that he has because I just think they're so just, you know, whatever. They're, they have a purpose behind them and I think it's confusion. Um, so <laughs> The, the 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 point though is like when i hear lyrics in hip-hop and, and when you talk about lyrics in in, in punk and hardcore and, and those places yeah. when i hear lyrics i have such like a you probably know this by now but i such a fascination with like word choices explaining things analogies metaphors and just the ability to kind of put words in a certain order yeah that, that to me is like i i wouldn't say that i'm obsessed with it but i'm very much like it could probably it's probably the thing that i find the most impressive and then yeah. i admire in other people is when they have an ability to articulate things in a way that is not just interesting but new to me right i i told i mean this is where it's an art right it's like it's words and it's message but it's blended with melody and beat and time and rhythm and all the things right and so and exactly and so it's there's so many decisions that need to be made and and i think sometimes those are calculated decisions and and, and an editing process or an artistic process Sometimes those things, I know this from listening to interviews with artists, lyricists, it's almost like they're discovering it, right? It's almost like it's just that sort of, it came from my heart or it was always there. And the way that that line is also sort of manifesting around a melody or a beat, like, oh my God, that, that I'm with you. I'm just in awe of that kind of like, yeah, ability. Yeah. But, but let me be honest here. 
as an intellectual, as a teacher, uh, I'm highly analytical about a lot of things. But with music, it's a domain where I allow myself to not be. Like, there's a ton of punk rock albums and hardcore albums that I've listened to my whole life that I still have not memorized the lyrics to. Because I kind of, when I'm listening, it's like, I'm listening to drums and bass and voice all kind of, I'm not really totally separating those things out. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and this is where we might get to talk about moshing. Like for me, it's such an embodied experience. Like it's not just my brain and thinking about meaning. It's like, it's my stomach and it's my legs and it's sort of, you know, it's my ears. It's, it's all of it at once. And I just, I just want to get totally lost in it. To where I'm not even thinking about thinking anymore. I'm just like in the music and it's carrying me. Like that, for me, that's what that's what this is. And that's what moshing really is too, right? It's that kind of, I'm swept, yeah. I, I like that because, I, so I feel like there's some differences because when you listen to bands in that genre, the, this is a group that has come together, right? And everything is playing to the song. In hip hop, you have you have beats and lyrics, right? You have the lyricist and you have the producer. Yeah. A rapper may rap for a lot of different producers or maybe kind of married to one producer for their career and maybe show up in other places. Yeah. So what's interesting about that is like, so sometimes you have okay they're together this is the work they do together you become familiar with that sound and it's more like the experience that you're talking about where you're taking it all in at once there are these other situations where a rapper may be on different productions by different producers and now you're like you have the producer and the beat and then you have the rapper and their lyrics and you're seeing how those are coming together and for me there's almost a competitive thing happening in my head and and this is what I mean. If I can hear the beat clearly, yeah, I think less of the rapper. Mm. If I can hear the rapper and I forget even what the beat is sounding like, mm. I am just like blown away by that lyricist, you know? Yeah. yeah. Like, and and usually one comes in stronger than the other, right? Yeah. yeah. And, and I'll give you an example. You've heard the song uh, California Love, right? With Tupac, yeah. Dr. Dre, right? Yeah. yeah. That beat is, it hits hard. It, it's a very complicated, beautiful beat. Now, the first lyricist is Dr. Dre, who made the beat, which you would think, oh, he made the beat. Like, he's really going to, he does not come off stronger than the beat, if you mm. listen to that song, right? Okay. Yeah. It just kind of like you're still into the beat. Then when Tupac goes next, it's like the beat disappears. You're like, what? Wow. Where'd it go? All yeah, I yeah. Is Tupac now, and That's he's interesting. like smacking you across the face with these lyrics, and you're just like, <laughs> whoa! Like there, there doesn't even need to be a beat. I just want to listen to this guy all day. So anyway, I know well, that's so interesting because yeah. you know what that makes me think of is when I'm immersed in a novel or immersed in some person's argument like that I'm reading. Yeah. And I have this experience where like the page disappears. Like, I, I'm, yeah, I'm not even conscious of myself reading anymore. I'm just seeing the movie in my head or I'm like, like really engaged with that argument such to the point where I'm like 
almost making it myself, right? I'm feeling it myself. Yes. That's, I've never had that, that experience. I'm always aware that, that you know, like, I'm just inside of a song capsule. <laughs> so uh, I think that's cool I, that you I, have. I, yeah. I've had that experience with books. Yeah. I think I've like most often these days and, and, and you've, you, you, you're a movie goer, you know, I, I know you yeah. go to the theater often. It's like, yes, with movies, that's a big thing. Yeah. Like you could be totally engrossed and yep. like the world disappears. Right. Totally. Yep. And you're just like, what is happening here? Right. Yep. Or you could be like, oh, let me check my phone. Okay. What's going on? You know, like right. what am I going to have for dinner after this? And yeah. you know, you could be somewhere else. Yeah. And yeah. I think that that's kind of the, the same effect. I'm, when I'm reading books, sometimes I'm like, why am I sitting here reading? I'm not thinking about this at all. Oh, I know. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I need to come back to this when I'm not somewhere else. Yes. And or put it away forever because it's not getting you. Then that's also a fair choice. But music's like the ultimate background thing, right? While you're yeah. driving, you're not listening to music. Like, let me just if it's like a new release you might be like i'm really gonna just listen to this but mostly it's just playing and like and i think that's that goes to the not memorizing the lyrics because it's like you're not as as focused as or you're not trying to be as focused as when you're reading or when you're watching a movie but when you've you know you're the one that sent me this song for for uh this podcast and um so i was listening to it in, yes. in that deeper way and that's why i was picking up uh, a a lot of these things is like so cool and cynical and i was like this song's pretty cynical overall <laughs> and, yes and, and then it's like oh you want to be so different but like you know with your band of different people aren't you just the same like you know i'm like questioning all these all these things as we're going along so yeah no doubt no doubt and i i think so for me you know when i chose this song i was going to send it to you I turn the music off, pull up the lyrics, and that's how I'm going to engage with them at that kind of, so they're just words now. So now I can kind of get into the analysis and the meaning. And, mm-hmm. but for me, just listening to it, it, it really, I, I do have some music I listen to that is background, like you're describing, you yeah. Know, yeah, where I'm really distracted from it, but it's creating some kind of atmosphere that helps me focus on something else. Like, like, you know, usually for me, that's like, lo-fi or like edm kind of stuff and yep. i'd be like read you know reading or grading papers or building course stuff um but but that, that's why i don't listen to punk rock when i'm doing those things or even really hardcore because it 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 can focus me like i can do some things with this music um but oftentimes it's it's something i go to if when i want to stop thinking when i'm really going to listen to punk rock it's like i want to shut my own brain off and i just want to be in a different space huh so interesting because it's like the stuff they're talking about is like overthrowing the government and shit you know like, you know, like <laughs> i love the themes but i feel like i feel them more than i think them you know what i mean i don't know yeah it, i just think it's funny because it's like i want to turn my i i listen to this when i want to turn my brain off and i feel like what they're trying to do is like turn your brain on i know i know I know exactly. But, and so for me, it, it makes me think of two things. Like one music is dangerous because I think a lot of people <laughs> listen to it like this. Right. And I'm not kidding about that. I think that's absolutely, yes. Music is dangerous. Um, for me though, like personally, I'm okay with, actually, I feel like I need this because my brain is on so much. Yeah, I need yeah, a place yeah. for it to turn off. 
And I'm bringing such a framework to everything that when I hear, I do hear like a dissonance or I feel like, oh shit, now, then I just stop listening to that band, you know? Um, But yeah. So the mosh pit. (laughs) One more thing, one more thing, because I think we have a bigger problem here. Go ahead. Go ahead. The things we do to turn our brain off. Yeah are not doing a good job at that. (laughs) (laughs) Listening to these lyrics that are like really trying to tell us you need to wake up. I like to play chess. That is not turning your brain off. Like, you know, let me read a book. It's like a novel about death and destruction and the toils of life. And, you know, like we're not doing a good job of like turning the brain off. I, I don't think that... Maybe like we need to like sit and like look outside <laughs> like a cat, you know, I see my cats. Sometimes they're just on the windowsill looking out and I'm like, damn, they're living so much better than me. Like, <laughs> you know, and they can just look all day. They don't care. Nothing's yeah. even happening. Yep. You're, you're totally right. And I, I think this is true. I think of probably everybody who lives in like a consumer based culture where all we have around us is media, right? Just consume, 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 consume. Content, content, content. But I think as teachers, we've talked about this before. I'll be on a walk trying to just turn my brain off listening to a podcast that has nothing to do with teaching. And right in the middle of it, it'll say, they'll they'll get into a subject that I'm like, holy shit, this would be perfect for this lesson I want to do. Or But now my brain's back on and I'm like, yeah. So as teachers, I feel like this is, this is a problem that we don't you like you said we don't do a good job of yeah how do we refresh and recharge right yeah well contemporary society is all about capturing you know and and and, um broadcasting that and i think we're falling into that too you know i think sometimes sometimes we'll be like oh who was that person in that thing and what do we always do look it up oh we know the name now and oh here's the other things they did oh yeah i didn't remember they were in that it's like Sometimes somebody will ask, like, who was the person in that thing? It's like, oh, I don't know. What was his name? Oh, I think, oh, it's like right there. And I'm like, oh, I'll look it up. And I'm like, no, let's just not know. Yeah, let's just not know. Let's just not know. Right. And like, yeah. it's not, or, or it's like somebody said something really profound. And it's like, oh, we should write that down or we should expand on this idea. No, let's just leave it there. Yes. Let's exist and now it's gone. And we were there. We know yeah. we were there and it's okay. We yeah. don't have to, we don't have to capture it. Nobody else has to know. It could just yeah. be for us. And yeah. now it's gone, you know? Yeah. No. And I, I've been going on, I go on walks every day and there's always yeah. this part in the walk where I'm like, I get to that sort of state of body and I've got some good, like blood flow to the brain. And always at that moment, I, I'm just thinking about cool shit. And there's been times where I get home from the walk and I'm frustrated because I know I had two or three cool ideas and I can only remember one of them. Yeah. But I'm at the point now where I'm just like, if I get a cool idea, I get a cool idea. And I've had that cool idea. And that's fine. No one else needs to know about that cool idea. It's fine. That's maturity. You know, when, you know, as a kid, you're always like, what's the next thing that we're going to do? What are we yeah. going to do after that? And, and they have to know, you know, and yeah. it's like, actually, I'm just going to do this thing right now. Yeah. <laughs> and that's it. That's actually yeah. what I tell my kids. I'm like, I'm worried about what we're doing right now. <laughs> you yeah, know? Exactly. Exactly. This is, this is where I'm at. This is the only thing that exists for me, you know? Yep. Yeah. yeah. That's cool. That's cool. So 
Um, I know we got to cut it off. So mm -hmm. I think this, so I'm, I, I just want to put some questions out there to have you mull over and then yes. we'll go to the punk rock show and we'll loop back later. Yes. Um, I am interested in your sociological imagination applied to the mosh pit and yeah. like, who's in there? What are they doing? Mm -hmm. What are you seeing? Um, yeah. So then we'll, we'll kind of, yes. Cause okay. you'll have the high view and I'll be in the thick of it. I think. <laughs> so, you'll be in there. Well, I always think that I won't be. And then, like I said earlier, this music, it just, I can't help it. It just pulls me in. I, I'm right there too. I think that I won't be. Okay. But I'm not, I, I, I will not be surprised if I'm in there. Yeah. You yeah. know? Oh yeah. I'll be allowed to be taken by the moment. For at least one song, I mean, one band, one set, doesn't have to be no effects, but for at least one set, I, at the very least, we should go to the pit, like be at the outside just to get that close up view. Yeah. Um, at, at least, at, at the very least, if not more often. Oh, I can't wait. I can't wait. Me to neither. I'm, I'm looking forward to this. This is going to be good. Me too. Be and fun. then, yes, mosh pit culture. We'll go over that a little bit more. Like next cool. time, we'll talk about like, going in this is what i thought it was this is what we yes you know and then what it ended up being awesome that's gonna be right. so stoked okay <laughs> so stoked